stop right now. I have to ask, is this a gun that shoots hammers or a hammer that is also a gun? Well, I'm gonna talk about eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands. I'm back, back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is this is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties. Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit the very end of my attention span. Give me like 30 seconds, I'm looking for rhymes. Hello and welcome to Debate This, a show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how the Batman comes out in like a month and a half. And I'm really just kind of putting it out there because I literally had no idea that Robert Pattinson will be giving us his breathy bat voice that soon. Yeah, I mean, like, time has kind of become just a just a flat circle for everything now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is simultaneously January 2022 and March 2020 at the same time. Um, I also, as a fan (laughs) of superhero movies, have come to the state of no movie is real until it actually comes out. So, you know. Looking at you, Morbius. I mean, for what it's worth, we didn't believe No Way Home was coming out until like the day before it came out. Like I had the tickets and I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, that I think this whole time is not a real thing. Uh, goes with a tweet I saw today that was that when Waker came out 20 years ago. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Don't like that. Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so for those of you who have been with the Debate This family since around season three, you may remember our flavor text where we took a deep dive into League of Legends, specifically some of the world building, some deep lore, um, and a few of its famous heroes, and that was commissioned by a member of Butthwap Nation, Zachix. Well, we're now here in the year of our Lord, 2022, as we said, and we're back again to discuss League of Legends lore. But wait, don't skip. Don't, don't close yet. Don't <laughs> no, stop. come back. Oh, stop. Uh, wait, I've wait, already wait. stopped wait. recording. I'm okay, out. all right. All right. You're, still, you're still with us. Cool, because here's have, the thing. I have to go get my hair done. <laughs> stop. I've got food in the oven. Um, okay, so, so here's the thing. Zachix commissioned another episode, but instead of just you know going over maybe some of the stories or some of the other heroes of Summoner's Rift again, we're going to instead focus on different aspects of the properties of League of Legends. And so for those who also spent a large portion of 2021 inside their house cowering and praying for the sweet meteor of death to come take us all, Check. you may remember that last year was a big year for streaming shows. Um, everything kind of gotten delayed through 2020, came rushing back in 2021, namely... 2021 brought us the highest reviewed show of Netflix, Arcane. And so, thanks again to Zachix for being a little flexible, letting us do some cool stuff. I'm going to do some overview um, without like a ton of spoilers, but also there's going to be a good number of spoilers. I wrote this out before I typed out the the, the breakdown, and so there's just going to be there's a shit ton of spoilers. So, um, <laughs> of season one for Arcane, I got into it. I'm like, do you this wanna, isn't interesting. Do you want to do that clean and, and be very clear that there's spoilers here no no i'm telling no i do will not there are spoilers (laughs) there are a lot of spoilers perfect and i won't i'm a consummate professional um anyway this is going to be for season one of arcane on netflix which i mean you all should really go and watch it's nine episodes it's a good time um and then at the end of this we will then wrap up this flavor text by giving you some of that fun hero lore some subplots that come from some of the stories behind some hero skins and etc 
So I do. I want to say before we before we kick this off, Todd, you could have just like hit the lore of Sun- Summoner's Rift again. I wouldn't have known. I've same. I've completely. Yeah. I've lost every bit of information you gave us from that episode. You, see, you <laughs> say that? What Summoner's the, Rift? <laughs> the third time that I say the world is called Runeterra, you would have been triggered, and you'd have ah, been like, oh, nope, that's I right. remember it. I remember <laughs> it. Comes back to it was no. It was the thing. It was like it was the thing that sounded like every other thing we've ever heard always. Mm-hmm. I remember that the bad guy from Will Smith's Wild Wild West was there. Is that anything? Uh, it was a thing, because he's he's the hero that... I mean, yeah, he's the bad guy from Wild Wild West. <laughs> Is he in Arcane? Is the... uh, he's not in Arcane, at least not season one. All right, I'm out. All right, well, with that intro out of the way, using Hextech technology to definitely never make weapons of near limitless potential today is Kyle... A mad scientist who will make decisions that definitely won't come back to haunt him, Harper. Never. <laughs> Matt, a pair of metal punching gloves that hang around as a seven-episode plot device, Cole. Ah, uh, yes, and, Pavlov's gloves. <laughs> and Andrew, that man said like eight times he won't use his technology for a weapon, so you know he's going to make a weapon eventually, Henderson. Did you just describe Hawkeye? I think you just described <laughs> Hawkeye. <laughs> Todd has think... described every show that came out in 2022, actually. <laughs> Man, or in 2021. I'm, that last one. Uh, so these are all obviously bits of arcane. Um, but man, that last one, I'm going to dunk on the character's name is Jace. I'm going to dunk on him like 12 times today because he's like, I will not make a weapon with this. And you guys want to guess what he does? He makes a weapon. Super, with it. Yeah. yeah with it. If they say yeah. some, if they say a thing more than twice, they are 100% doing that before the season wrap. Yeah. So I know once, twice, and then thrice. What's eight? Oct. What's eight of that? Octice. Um, Octice. That's um, a Pokemon. Keep trying. <laughs> nice. Um, eight. I think it's just eight times, Todd. Eight I times. Think, eight th- times a lady. They, they couldn't count that high back in back in the olden times when they made up those words. So they just they had once, twice, and thrice, and cut it off. Fair. Um, so doing like we normally do in flavor text. So obviously we at least have some sort of base knowledge of League of Legends um, per our episode from season three. Uh, which was mid-November season three, if you're looking to brush up on that. Um, do you all, you three, you three debate this, boys, what do you know about Arcane? How about that? We'll start with that. I, I know that there is a character named Jinx because every e-girl on Twitter that I follow has said something along the lines of, everybody says I remind them of Jinx. Oof. But that's all I know. I'm n- I, I don't know what that means. Jinx has, um, at least in appearance... Big Harley Quinn energy. Yeah. Got Biggie it. Biggie girl okay. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know about that much. I know that Summoner's Rift is a place, maybe, associated with Arcane. We're not, we're not talking about Summoner's Rift today, Kyle. And, um, <laughs> and I know everyone is going to tell me to watch this show every time a season comes out. And I'm going to tell them now, I have too many other shows to watch. I can't. I can't, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I know about this show is that I will watch it after the the Mandalorian. You want to sh- know what show oh, I ever watch? Probably so will bad. never watch. <laughs> I hate how much you refuse to just watch the Mandalorian. Because <laughs> now it's a thing. So I, badly. It's a whole. It's like me playing Breath of the Wild. I've still yeah. only made it. I've still only made it four episodes into the Mandalorian. I made it what? about four. Get in, him! And, like get him! I get it. I, I also it. haven't watched Mandalorian. Fuck. Yeah. 
Todd, there's so many things <laughs> what, you haven't what, what, do, you haven't done in your life I, that I could roast. I you hosted for. the Mandalorian I flavor text. And I, have <laughs> <watched> <laughs> <the Mandalorian. laughs> I haven't played Chrono Trigger and I haven't played Breath of the Wild, and it's yeah, two exactly. things I'm I'm really sad about. Okay, not the point. Um, so per usual, when we do one of these flavor texts, I have created an imager. Right, that's how we say it. That's the right imager. Imager. Imger. Imger. Imger feels so much better. Not the point. Um, I do have an imager link that we will put. It's both in the show notes for the patrons that that have access to that, but we'll also put it in the show notes of the podcast itself. So without further ado, I'm going to do some just brief setup before I get into the bits of, of Arcane. And so it's worth noting that the Netflix run in 2021 was nine episodes and it was released as three acts when it came out and so each act is three episodes so i'm going to break them down in their first second and third act form and um so if you recall the areas of the world of league of legends they take place in the world Terra. so there i said it it's the first and Done. i think the last time i say it um the show arcane specifically is set in two areas that we see and one is the thriving utopian hoity-toity like holy city of piltover and then mirror that is the oppressed underground sewer city of zon now it's not really called zon yet when we're watching this but it, it ends up evolving into that we learned why it's called zon we we get it we get the naming of zon by the end did, of the series did steve zon live there steve, nice jump I was going to say it's Jonathan Zahn, um, creator of Zahn. Um, but the the point that's important is that if you are, well, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Arcane yet and you're a big League of Legends fan, you know of Zahn. Zahn's a thing. Um, it's it's on the interactive map. They're dual cities that separate between like privilege and, and not. Um, anyway, that's where Arcane takes place. And so to really drive home the animosity between these like cities of haves and have-nots, Years before the show even picks up, which you kind of get in flashbacks early on, but it's worth setting the stage, um, rebels from Zaun marched across the bridge that connects the two cities, which resulted in this like brutal retaliation that actually left the parents of our two main characters, uh, Powder and Vi, um, their parents dead. And so, like I said, the two main characters, Powder and Vi, um, Powder has blue hair, Vi has pink hair, um, and a fun fact, Vi's voice is Haley Steinfeld. We cannot get enough of her here on Debate This. <laughs> she had a very She's good here. year. Yeah, she had a she had killer a great year. year. Um, or so I guess a if, very good 2020. Yeah, 20, yeah. <laughs> so if you are in the, the imager, um, image one is that of the children, Powder and Vi. Um, you will know her name is Vi. It is pronounced Vi because it is short for violence is something that I learn at some point yeah uh, not you don't get that in arcane um you get that in like her character uh like league lore because this is these are their origin stories imagine looking um, at the face of okay. your sweet newborn baby child and uh, violence I, it's it's probably short for violet honestly but like I did a double check before recording because it's been a couple of days since I watched this. And I was like, is it V or Vi? And the first thing is Vi is in violence. And I was like, oh, okay. Great, they're going to change it to Violet through the course of Arcane. And 
it's going to split the League of Legends community. community. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the it's going to tear them asunder. And, and, it, and it honestly, it might be Violet. I don't remember. We we get them as like teens because so here's here's where the the show starts. So we have Wait, Powder real and quick Vi- talk before the yep. show starts. Sorry, I have a real question, like real actual mm-hmm. question. So Powder and Vi. Are they playable characters in League of Legends? They are. They are champions in League of Legends. And so as we go through this, I will note when a character that we find in the show becomes a playable character that we at least know of. Okay, and then follow-up question. Were Powder and Vi champions in League before Arcane came out? Yes. Or are they like... They're they're like movie special characters and <laughs> no. they were created for us. <laughs> no, they've been around. Um, they've been around for a while. I don't know if they were around when I was playing, but I have seen these characters and their animations before. Follow up, follow up question: What yes, are the, the hand. what are the metagame tier rankings for uh, <laughs> Violet and Powder Same in the League Same of question. Legends uh, metagame? Well, at, well, let me pull my my push my sunglasses my no, my glasses up. Well. Um, Powder is not actually a playable character. The character that she is by the end of the show is a playable character. Um, Vi, however, is a playable character as we get to know her in the show. I do not know the answer to your question. That is just more things I wanted to say out loud to make it sound like I'm familiar with the source. That was good. Yeah. It's good, right? You did a good job. I believed you. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Okay. We have this show and it starts. And so we have Powder and Vi. They're like teens-ish. Age is ambiguous. And what happened is since their parents are dead, they're being raised by the leader of the rebel forces, the rebels in, in you know, the Undercity. They're not called the rebel forces. <laughs> oh, That's okay. not it. Um, okay. I mean, look, Star Wars got away with it. So. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So this is like the 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 de facto leader of the the people that live in the Undercity. And his name is Vander. And and so he Vander runs this bar. And so he's raising these two kids along with his own kids. Um, it's definitely got this like lost boys energy. Um, they're just like kids that are like, you know, running around, living in, you know, scavenging stuff, doing whatever. So uh, Vander runs this bar in the Undercity. People like him and he doesn't take shit from anyone. But like throughout, as you see him, he's definitely got this energy of like his fighting days are behind him. He's hung up his weapons in, in exchange for just kind of being a force for good. He Question. is also whoop, you with the hand. Uh, I would like to ask if if Vander is pulled in for one more ride. <laughs> um, Vander is going to get pulled in for one more ride. Perfect. And, and that's great. Yeah, Vander, literally his, so his weapon of choice is these two like metallic punching gloves. And think like the power oh, the, fist. The, the Chekhov's gloves from yeah, the intro. Chekhov, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, think like power fists from Fallout and they hang over the top of the bar. Like it's a whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, but they don't get well. They get used briefly, and then it's a whole thing. I'll get to it. So it's like anyway, truly Chekhov's gloves. Yes, I called them Pavlov's earlier. I'm not I great knew. with it's with fine with your Russian surnames. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Vander Vander's a hunk, and to prove that, he is image two in the the gallery. Um. He's just he's just like good looking dude. Um. Yeah. He's, he's also got, he, he's got some daddy energy for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's he's got the gruff. I love you a lot, and I'm gonna protect you, but also be smart about your actions. I don't want to be disappointed. Dad yeah, the, the the lives on the outskirts of society, but has a heart of gold character. It's yes. Liam Neeson. We get it. it. Is, it's Liam. This, Liam this is placed. This is played by a buff Liam Neeson, probably. So anyway, the the show kind of pops off with Powder and Vi, along with their two adopted brothers. They go up to the like upper city in Piltover, and they do a heist because they steal shit. It's what they do. And so 
they end up at this like ritzy penthouse after receiving a tip from their friend Echo, spelled E-K-K-O. Um, Echo is also a kid, but I put him as image three in the library. He becomes a playable character in League of Legends as a champion, and this is his like adult form riding this like dope hoverboard. So he's a kid. He's just a kid in this like intro scene. But yeah, uh, Echo tells them like, hey, I know a place you guys can steal some good shit. And so they end up at this penthouse and it turns out it is this penthouse of this great inventor. And while they're there, Powder, which is the younger of the two uh, sisters, she finds this box of blue magic crystals as one is wont to do. Uh Now, is she the blue haired one? Blue haired one. Yep. She's the younger of the two. Vi is the older one. And Vi is kind of like the leader of this little like group of, of kids. And so uh, Powder's like snooping around. She finds this box of blue crystals and, you know, at, she takes them. But obviously one's got to shatter because like it can't yeah. be a perfect heist. And when it shatters, it blows a hole in the side of the penthouse. Oh, shit. And oh, like, yeah, it creates this like chase scene where all of the, the four kids um, and all the shit they've grabbed, including some of these like, you know, explosive gems these are like um, nitroglycerin crystals is that yeah that's what it, i mean much much like wild they're, west with the nitroglycerin bottles there it is. they're yeah. they're um, macguffin they're macguffin energy source crystals man, i'm sure yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. gonna be a lot of that shit so like lock in I've, on that i've watched shows before i know how things work <laughs> i've done a fantasy well so they blow they just blow a hole in this wall and so the police in piltover um, take notice of this. And so they have to run from the city of Piltover back to the Undercity to avoid these enforcers, or what they're called, which are the Piltover police. Does it, so, doesn't Piltover sound like a small rural town like outside of Dallas? It didn't to me until Todd said <laughs> Piltover police. And now yeah. I can hear like Piltover police department yeah. on the local radio. It's yeah. one guy sleeping at his desk. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Barney Fife. Town, <laughs> yeah. It's mm-hmm. specifically the small town that James Marsden is a sheriff of in the Sonic movie. That's yeah. Piltover. Yes. <laughs> so Tom's they do. Phil. Phil they, from Piltover. <laughs> they, they, Piltover Phil. So they, they do this whole like run out of the, the city and they're fine. Some would say they escape from the city and they end nice. up in the undercity and they are cornered by the quote bad teens. And so these are <laughs> so the rough they're, they're kids, led, the, the rough kids. And they're led by this older teen boy who is obviously the leader. His name's Deckard. Um, that only matters one other time from now. So I didn't like put a picture in him or anything. And so he wants to like throw hands and take their shit. And Vi instead like punches him in the jaw and they beat the shit out of the bad kids. Nice. Um, it's this like, yeah, the good kids fight the bad kids. Now, one of the bad kids chases a much younger powder. And so she runs and she ends up dumping their entire bag of stolen goods into the water Ooh, while she's oh getting man. chased. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Um, her older sister and her like adopted brothers are super mad at her. And one of the kids actually says like, you know, there's a lot of this, you're not good enough energy. You're the younger daughter, younger sister, blah, blah. But at one point, one of the brothers say they call powder a jinx. Um. Yeah, there it's it is. Right. Yeah, there. there it is. That's that is her League of Legends champion name. We'll get Beside there. Beside the name of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, this is super important. This is a core memory. This is a thing. And so, uh, Vander, who is obviously like all knowing. Thank you, <laughs> the Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> pointing. Appreciate that. Uh, 
Vander, who knows everything and realizes they've done shit because he's heard reports of explosions in the upper city, he scolds them for their recklessness before uh, the current sheriff of Piltover, a woman James named Carson. Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a woman named Phil Grayson. Phil from Piltover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this, this sheriff shows up and is like, hey, I know shit happened and you're involved. What's up? So that is happening. We get a side clip of this character named Silco. Uh, Silco runs the Undercity, like actually runs it as like this bad guy. And he ends up interrogating Deckard, that bad teen. And he doesn't get what he wants from him. So he ends up testing the scary purple like mutagen uh bane juice on <laughs> on this kid yeah, okay yeah, that's the best i got for you Fine. um inject sketchy purple substance with, into this kid with the reveal of the name silco i want to i want to take this yeah. time dune has come out fantasy writers and you can just name your character paul now because dune is popular <laughs> and, had a and just had paul idaho i think his name was oh god we, not every like the normal names can exist in your fantasy world it's fine go on well silco is the bad guy silco is the bad guy and silco has control of this like liquid that is called shimmer and so that my is my favorite thing. song by fuel <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> So the only the only entity of this story that we haven't met yet is characters from like the the upper city of Piltover, and so we finally get to meet Jace. Uh, Jace is a blue collar uh, guy who's been raised by a blue collar. The whole bit is like over He's and Matt over again. Damon. He is Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> the whole the whole thing is that like Jace over and over again is like my family. They they built hammers for the working man, and now I get to. I get to make a difference. And so it's, wait, it'll, it'll, it's, 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 it's actually, it's actually Kyle good. is absolutely losing it. It's actually good. I built get... ham, like, we need a, we need a blue collar yeah. background for this character. Yeah, his family built what? hammers. We built, well, hammers. Okay, wait, time, time out, side note. Does he have a Pittsburgh accent? Because I feel like he should have a Pittsburgh accent. No, he's, too. he's perfect. And so um, the thing about Jace and his family that builds hammers it is an incredible foreshadowing to anyone who knows League of Legends lore, um, which Jace is image for in the, the album. Like, you can see his, his chiseled jaw. He's got a strong jawline. Yeah, man. Yeah, he does great. not look blue collar. He, I do want to. Those hands have never touched. Have never been. Have never touched the working the, world. They've no. never hammered a hammer. Well, okay, okay. Yeah. So that's so that's the story. Is that his family were like these hardworking blue collar folk, and so Got he it. is now studying at the academy in Piltover. Oh, he's a okay. child he's of a, privilege. He's uh, he's well, coasting off of his he's, parents' success. He's Johnny. I mean, he's Johnny Fancy Boy. I mean, if anything, he is he is incredibly talented, incredibly bright, hardworking, and like he has sprung up from like his family's hard work so i don't know if he's necessarily privileged but the point being is that he we find out that he is the owner of that penthouse lab that they were heisting okay. and so, i don't know if he's if he's privileged yeah, okay, owns a penthouse lab. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. All right it is and it is certainly a fancy boy loft so that's fair Boom, um, roasted. Um, well, so I want to point out that the good, good boy in the Magic: The Gathering lore is also named Jace, and that's perfect. that's all I all I have to go off of. Um, also, want to point out that everyone's <laughs> nephew is named Jace. Named Jace, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, we, he might as well. I mean, this the timing of when Jace was created as a character. His name could have been Kale, and it would have been fine. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, the point is here that he is a student at the Academy in Piltover, which is like a prestigious thing to be doing. But we also find out that he's experimenting in illegal arcane magic because in this world, actual experimentation with magic is like scary and foreign and not really okay. So, uh, and, and we get like the, the lore as to why he's experimenting with arcane magic. And we find out that when he was a child, he was saved by some mage in the desert. Um, and, and, he, it is, and he doesn't think the rules apply to him because he's, he's he's the child of privilege and, and yeah. no one's ever told him no. And yeah, and his family made hammers. <laughs> and um, we, so another fun thing is that like we get this cut scene of him being saved by this like mage in the desert. And it's speculated that that mage could be the League of Legends character Rise, but there's no proof of that. It's just, it looks okay. like him. It's one of those, it looks like a duck, cracks like a duck, quacks like a duck, whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so... Obviously, this big magic explosion shit happens, and Jace is expelled from the academy after it is found out that like that was him tampering with magic stuff, and which is rightly so. Cool. Um, however, once he is kicked out of the academy, the the assistant to the academy's professor, who is named Victor, <laughs> um, Victor like pulls him aside and is like, "Hey, I think your magic's gonna change the world. I want to help you." And so Victor has some sort of illness and a physical disability that's not really incredibly clear, but he is image five in the imager. Does he Does he want to turn everybody into lizards, Todd? <laughs> uh, Victor does not want to turn everyone into lizards. Um, it is also worth noting that Victor does become a champion, but if you right now, both uh, you three on the podcast and listeners, were to look at this picture and then Google image search Victor champion League of Legends... Those two things will not match up, and they're not going to match up for like seven more episodes. Yeah, because so. he hasn't taken the lizard serum yet, Todd. <laughs> he he, okay, listen, Kyle. What, what he, hero is he? Uh, his, his name is Victor, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. He just he undergoes some life-changing um, physical al- alteration as a result of trying to cu- cure whatever his physical disability is. Not unlike oh, he's like a, the villain from Spider-Man who wanted to turn everybody into lizards. Yeah, he kind of looks like Ultron. <laughs> yeah, he's going to look like Ultron eventually. Um, but that's not the point here. So um, we also get to meet the professor that Victor works under. Um, his name is Heimerdinger. Um, and that is I remember image, that name. Yep, that is image six. He is more or less uh, a... If Torbjorn is like a grizzled <laughs> mechanic that makes turrets, Heimerdinger is like... But also a hamster. Yeah, but also, yeah, Heimerdinger is a, a Yorkle. Is that what they are? Okay. It looks like Babu Frick from the last Star Wars movie. Was that for oh, anyone? It was. Gordon. I, I get that. It. it does look like a like a anthropomorphized like toy dog. Like, um, yeah, toy he, dog he's breed. A, he is a Yordle. Um, and so, yeah, oh. he is the he's the lead professor Yordle, at Yordle the Tortle. University. Yordle the Tortle. <laughs> Um, also, he was my favorite champion, so shout out to Heimerdinger. <laughs> You're great. So we flash back, back into the Undercity. And so a bunch of those Piltover cops are there at Vander's Bar, and they're like, hey, we know that you know what happened up there, and you got to tell us what happened. Um, and he's like, no, I won't, and, and it's not going to happen. It's just this this problem's just going to go away if I just don't, like, engage here. However, Vi is like, no, we can't just let them stomp around here and trash your bar and do whatever. And so she's like, I'm going to go turn myself in because I did this. And that's 
my character arc because I am the good one. She's and lawful that's, good. She's lawful good. And 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 yeah, that seems right, I think. Um and so <laughs> that's through episode two. And so we actually start episode three with a flashback that shows that Vander, the the good good bar daddy, and Silco, the bad man, have this like deep history in the Undercity when they fought together to free the Undercity from Piltover years ago. And that that story ended when Vander had brokered a peace agreement. The note here says peach agreement. So that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> that could have also been a nice agreement. Um, anyway, he wanted to, to broker a peace agreement with Piltover, but that ended up, that was going to ultimately involve killing Silco because Silco, Silco didn't want to stop fighting. Um, since in this story thus far, Silco and Vander are both still alive, that didn't happen. And so there was no, like, ultimate peace agreement there at the end. So, um, as Vi's like, I'm gonna turn myself in, Vander's like, no, 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 you're a protagonist in the story and you can't do that. So Vander, uh, decides that he's gonna turn himself in for the crimes that happened in Piltover to try and smooth that over. But he is captured by Silco. Enter the plucky teens that have to go rescue him. They've got to go rescue Perfect. Bardad. And so this is the this is the first time we see uh, those those metal metal punching gloves go into action. So Vi puts them on, and she goes and just starts kicking some ass because she can fight. And so things are actually going pretty okay. Um, like Vi and her two brothers are just like beating up bad guys, and everything goes fine until Powder, who is like intelligent as well. She tries to make a little like explodey bomb using those very unstable hextech uh the 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 little blue cores that she stole. And so she detons some of them, which ends up killing her two brothers. Oh, um, holy shit. Oh my. Yep. Um and as this happens and it like throws everyone everywhere and those two those two brothers die, we see that Silco unleashes a super soldier. Um, by injecting him with that purple fluid I said called Shimmer earlier. The the super soldier is that that mean teen Deckard from early on. Oh, but like, uh, that only kind but of all baned up. He's all is he is the, all baned up. Is that the uh the the crash bandicoot guy with the with the hook hand or whatever? He's got like a he's got like a <laughs> corpse for a head. Nope. Alright. Hey, leave that silence in when you're editing. <laughs> it was intentional. And it was just as long as you thought it was, listeners. Alright. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll be here. So anyway, uh, Silco injects this like this rad teen with Shimmer, and he's like, I'm gonna go punch-a-size all of you. Um, and so Vander, being like buff rad dad, goes out and is like, I'm gonna fight this this, you know, doped up mean teen. And it goes really bad. Really, really, really bad. And so Vander, like, gets beat to hell and, like, thrown off the bridge. Because, you know, all good dads get thrown off bridges. And anyway, in his dying moments, he finds some vials of Shimmer. And he injects himself with Shimmer. And so he truly becomes, like, Incredible Hulk Bane and comes up and, like, saves the day. And then he dies. And so... Uh, Vi, who was like super pissed at her little sister Powder because this all like went off really poorly because of ba- Powder for killing she, their brothers. You're, yeah, she's mad her, about that. Yeah, a little bit. And so she like punches her, and then Vi calls Powder a jinx. Ergot. Um, Ergot. Yeah, that's the the spider guy. Oh, <laughs> never mind. 
<laughs> I oh hope guys, that we're a mess. Anyone anyone listening to the show who's a true fan of League of Legends, I hope that just Andrew yelling Ergot is rewarding to you. Yeah. Um so anyway, yeah, she she calls her she calls her Jinx, which is a whole thing. Yes, uh And like Jinx is like a slur, is that it? Well, it's supposed to be like you are a Jinx. Like, like you've jinxed us. You've, you've oh, like the, the actual, like the you know actual how real when life you, definition of jinx, not yeah, some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how you know when you were thing? when you were six and it hurt your feelings that your friends called you a jinx because yeah. you like you know you yeah. know how when you threw an, an improv detonated advice that killed your two adopted brothers in the heat of battle that your older sibling called you <laughs> the, jinx and they called you a minor inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, that whole that happens, and then at that point. Um, you know, she calls her Jinx, and then she is captured by a boner cop named Marcus. Marcus sucks. We all hate Marcus together. Marcus is the worst. Um, but Marcus throws Vi into the prison. I think it's the, the Stillwater prison, but it's Piltover's prison. Um, meanwhile, all this terrible stuff is happening. We find Jason Victor working on that secret magic. They're doing secret magic fun stuff. And they end up deciding that they are going to call this, like, technology that leads to magic Hextech. And that's what they're going to call it, which is actually kind of yeah. a cool name. Like, I actually don't hate that. And it's fine. Yeah, they they are working on it. Um, and then they also bring in one of the counselors of the city, because the city of Piltover is led by a, a council, of course it is. Um, this counselor's name is Mel Madarda. Uh, Mel is image seven in the document. This um, character definitely looks like she's from the MCU. Yes. Yeah, Zendaya. <laughs> well, actually, actually, it's Letitia Wright, but we yeah, don't it's have more her Letitia Wright. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's only temporarily in the MCU at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think it is in this meeting with Victor and uh, Jace under the like support of Mel. I think this is the first time that Jace swears he won't make <laughs> weapons. Uh, with this technology, but he will change Piltover okay. for the better. Uh, this by, by making anyway, weapons. I would like to raise my hand and pose a question. You with the here. hand? Yeah, uh, I would like to guess that Jace both makes the weapons and does not change Piltover for the better, but okay, in fact so changes Piltover for, for the, worse. the worse. Well, so I'll give you this. In the end, I'll let you decide if he's cool. made it better or worse. Okay, but he does make it better to start. Okay, so like at least there's an uptick. Um, okay. whether there's a down tick you the viewer can decide uh, the whole at the end of all this act one ends with Silco the bad guy finding like finding powder after the explosions being abandoned by her sister everything and comforter saying we'll show them all ah, like, ah, like he's taking ah. her under his rank, wing so now we have like a the, this is basically just the departed We've got it a, is the departed. departed this this <laughs> This yeah. is the departed. Yeah, so goes um, our Jack is... Nicholson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of Act One. And so that's three episodes. So Act okay. Two. I am I'm have... hung up before we move on to Act yeah. Two. I understand your intention was to imply that Marcus the cop is a is a boner of a person. Yeah, he is a boner. Of a person. I'm imagining boner police Marcus <laughs> going around Piltover. <laughs> Um, arresting people for having erections. Go on. I'm Woo! sorry. You're too horny, sir. You need to come with me. How you doing, Kyle? You good? I'm great, Todd. 
Um, all right, so act two. Man, we're going to talk. I have Marcus in here more times because he's so shitty. Um, anyway, so act two. We have this ambiguous amount of time, but it's a time jump. So those It's wild who... that there's a time jump on episode four. That yeah. is a yeah. bold move. Well, well they, that's interesting. From act well, one to act two. Yeah, yeah it's act one to act two. So, I mean, so the, the thing to note, I don't think they tell you how long it is, but like, Young teens become older teens, or teens become young adults, and those who are, yeah, those who are adults become even more adulty. And (laughs) your your standard like three to five year time jump. Those with boners get even more boners. (laughs) If they, if your boner persists longer than three to five time jump years, please contact the boner police. Oh boy. Okay, so Andrew had asked if Jace does make Piltover a better place. Hey, in that time jump, uh, Jace has shared Hextech, and now Piltover is even more utopian-like. Um, uh, I've seen sci-fi, though. Okay, yeah. this, this is still good, because okay. what it's done is it is like he has been able to largely, I think the biggest thing is they create like teleporters, and so they can transmit. Oh, sick. Uh, they can transport goods and ser- like Well, goods, I don't know. If, I assume people as well. Goods and services. Um across long distances near instantaneously. And so that is like the big use for Hextech. It is used for like large things like that. And I think like flying ships and and stuff like that, basically big stuff. So we find Victor and Jace, um, they're still best science friends. They are working to stabilize Hextech so that it doesn't explode like it did in act one. Um, Ah. Pretty important that Hextech doesn't just explode if it falls kind of hard. so this is a really big deal. Like they managed to kind of do it and Jace and Victor are both pumped and they're excited to uh, show it to all of Piltover. This is this whole episode also happens, I guess, a couple of these episodes around a celebration of like the founding of Piltover. So it's a big day and like Jace is now the leader of the council because he's done so many good scientific things that they want him to speak about it. And Victor and Jace are like. The, just the perfect event for for a villain to attack. I'm, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And not to steal the thunder <laughs> out of, I'm sure, three bullet points ahead. <laughs> and, well, to in your point, like, it really doesn't... Well, yeah, there's definitely an attack by the end of, like, this day. It's, so you would think I'm real dramatic, fun to watch TV shows no, no, no. with, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, would, you would think that the dramatic attack would happen while Jace is giving his speech, and that doesn't happen. Um but Jace. by the end of Piltover Heritage Days, yes. shit's getting messy. <laughs> I, I forget what it, what the celebration's actually called. I, I it's Piltover the... Heritage Days. Is that? <laughs> I can't tell <laughs> if Matt's doing a bit or not. I don't know. I think Matt's telling. I think he's doing a bit because I don't think it's called that. It's got a name. It's something day, um, and it, it doesn't have the word heritage in it. I'm positive. And so anyway, uh, Piltover Cultural Days. Stop it. Okay. Jason Pil- Victor, they're first doing... Friday fest. Piltover's no, first everyone, Friday fest. Everyone shut up. Everyone shut up. Uh, Jace and Victor are doing science shit. They're like, we're going to change the world. Let's tell everyone today. And Victor's like, Jace, you got to tell people we're going to change everything. And Jace is like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then Heimerdinger rolls in and he's like, hey, that Don't. looks like you could use it as a weapon. You're not going to use it as a weapon, are you? <laughs> And Jace is like, no, I would never use this as a weapon. No, and Heimer- it's my whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And Heimerdinger's like, well, you can't tell anyone about that until we've, like, tested it for, you know, decades to make sure it's safe. And so Jace ultimately gets up to give this big speech about the future of Piltover and how it's going to be revolutionary. And he's basically like, we are so excited to show you the future of Piltover. 
in the future at a different time and in, he doesn't in like, eight to ten years when all the testing is complete <laughs> yeah yeah once we've gotten through r and d and so um he does not so he totally flakes on revealing this new technology they have and victor's all really sad uh we also now find powder and that she has now grown into this harley quinn style character working for silco and she goes by the name jinx you can find her as image eight in the imager yeah i get it yep and this cool yeah this character is like model accurate for her league of legends champion um that is her she has a gun and big braids and bombs and a rocket launcher one i do remember one of the like one of the first praises i saw about this show was that all the characters are are game accurate and yes like it seems like such a low bar to clear that but, nothing else has managed to clear until now that like we are celebrating that such a mm-hmm. such an easy achievement. Yeah, and and we come to find that she is basically working as Silco's like personal assistant enforcer person. Um and we see this in action when we find that Silco is smuggling that uh that purple liquid called Shimmer into Piltover and also he's paying off Piltover police to look the other way while he does it. Mm. So everything is super, super cool. Um, There is a flying ship that is bringing it in, uh, smuggled in, and suddenly the job goes sideways when the ship is attacked by a bunch of hoverboarding uh, people that call themselves the Firelights. So when I showed you the the hoverboards that Echo was on above, um, that is the Firelights. It's super cool. Super, super cool. It's like a gang. Yeah, they're, they're a gang. We don't know much okay. about them at this point. Um, and so what happens is that there is this whole, like, throwdown to steal all this shit. Um, and the the uh, firelights are, like, beaten. We get the jinx reveal that she is working for Silco. Um, effectively, at the end of all of this, um, we do see Jinx steals the stabilized Hextech stone. Um, one of them that that Jace and Victor were working on and she kills some enforcers and she does this all just to like show Silco that she is great at what she does. Um, gotta, gotta please bad, bad dad. Gotta please Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson yep. must be pleased. Um, we also get uh, an introduction to a fresh new member of Piltover's cop enforcers team. Her name is Caitlin. Uh, she is image. Oh, nine, I think. Um, <laughs> she, I didn't think that she was going to be a character I didn't like. You will not like her in this series. I don't know if this does her justice to her League of Legends character. I didn't go and do like the deep dive on Caitlyn. She is a bummer all the time, <laughs> and I don't think it's her fault. She's um, like the ranger character, right? Yeah, so she has a gun. Yeah, um, she has the power of gun. She has the power cool. of gun. Um, yeah, and I mean, her whole story in this is, like, she's, she, again, is, like, a child born into privilege, and I think she's forced into, like, working for the Enforcers, because I think it's what her parents did. Um, just a whole big bummer. She's Um, Javert. (laughs) Javert. And so, so, we get Caitlyn as she goes to the Stillwater prison, and her whole point is that she is supposed to go there to interrogate a Silco, um, one of his goons, to get information on how to find Silco, how to find Jinx. But instead, when she's there, she runs into Vi. So we get an introduction of an adult-ish Vi, uh, and that is image 10 in our Imgur. And she... Is this not just a palette swap of Jinx? 
Like this just looks like an alt costume for Jinx. She has she has the punchy gloves. Yeah, and Jinx got... does bomb things. Yeah, that's yeah. the, Matt, that's the I difference. I don't understand what your problem is. It, she's red. She's got red hair. <laughs> it's totally her, different her... than blue hair. Okay, in defense, her her <laughs> hair and character are very, very different in this show, but they are sisters, so it would make sense that they would look similar. I don't I'm I won't speak for the whole show, but in this image specifically, the gloves look like the um the dual discs from Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, oh, shit, they super do. <laughs> they, look, they look rad because they're not yeah. like I from this picture it I don't think it's fair to they're like gauntlets. Like they go yeah. all the way up to her yeah, like up. And and so this this picture kind of gives away some of the some of the game here that she won't put those on until I think it's episode eight. Okay. Um but it's definitely like it's a throwback to, you know, her adopted father like had punchy gloves. She ends up getting punchy gloves, Got whole it. thing. Um anyway, so Caitlin decides that she's going to work with Vi because Vi has extensive experience in the Undercity. And if there's a chance that she can, like, find her sister, like, that's awesome. And so, oh, we so get... now it's Batman. It's yeah, like well... Batman and Gordon <laughs> would, sort of situation. I would say it's Batman, Gordon, but, like, you do do we hate Gordon? Because I hate Caitlyn. <laughs> so... <laughs> gotcha. No, Caitlyn, Caitlyn, Caitlyn just gets such a short end of the stick in this story that, like... Since she is, since she has been brought in as a Piltover enforcer, which she doesn't really want to do, everyone hates her. Who has a reason to hate the Piltover enforcers? There's, there's a whole like, there's probably something to that. But anyway, Ju- justice for Caitlyn. Hashtag yeah, well, justice for Caitlyn. Good cops quit, Todd. I don't good know. cops, good <laughs> cops do quit, Matt. That is, that is spot on. So we've got, we got Vi and Caitlyn. They decide they're going to do this buddy cop bit on the trail for Jinx. Um, we also find out that douchey boner cop Marcus um, is now the sheriff. And we also find out that, go figure, he is on Silco's payroll. I put the image in here of Marcus. He is image 11. I want to make it note, he can eat my whole ass. Marcus can just <laughs> go straight um, on to hell. If I referenced the bit from Full Metal Alchemist, it, it's a terrible day for rain. Does that do it for anybody? I, I get that. Okay. I, yeah. Um, I maybe know what you're talking about. I, I have not this, seen Full Metal Alchemist, but I know that. I know yeah. that. Like, this bit. looks very much like the scene in the same framing when Roy Mustang is standing at uh, his the buddy his buddy that gets killed halfway through the series funeral, and it's like just ex- this exact shot. He's wearing the same thing, and his face is down. and And Roy Mustang says it's a, it's a terrible day for Rain because he's crying. He's like a big macho dude. Anyway, is is Roy uh, Mustang the one that makes fire with his? He's gloves? the guy that snaps his snaps his oh, fingers so and dope. fire appears. We should talk about Fullmetal Alchemist later. At some point. Anyway, <laughs> um, I want to say I'm really disappointed that Marcus's promotion to sheriff does not come with a big stupid hat. Because every promotion to sheriff <laughs> no, should Caitlin, come with a big stupid Caitlin hat. Caitlin wears the big stupid hat. Don't worry. Um, oh, man. Not out of rank, just you out really of desire. You really don't like Caitlyn in this series, huh? Her hat is big and stupid. Uh, that's that's her, just objective. Her hat on here makes her look like a like a like a like a uh, like a bishop or something, like a a, a woman of the cloth. Listen, it looks well, like a marching band. She know. does look. She does look like a white like a white mage like archetype. Yeah. Okay, yes. Caitlyn. Caitlyn gets the short end of the stick, and I'll, I'll get there when I get there. Um, so we also get a cut here that. Um, oh, that's right. So Marcus, eat, he can eat my whole ass. Anyway, he wants to pin blame. Get that in one more time. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wants to pin blame on the explosions and the stolen shimmer and everything else 
on anyone and anywhere but Silco. He does not want to blame the guy who is paying him. Is, so that's an important bit. Is Silco a... Is he a known to the community villain? Or is he like... Is he like Norman Osborn where he's like... Uh, uh, he's got some legitimate side to his business and he puts off real sinister energy, but whenever you go to criticize him, you're like, but Oscorp has done so much good. Look at all the jobs Oscorp has made. Soko is well known in the Undercity, and I'm pretty sure at least like the council of Piltover knows that Silco is like the bad guy of the Undercity. I'm pretty sure they have an idea. I don't know if like the layman of Piltover, but like the but the the enforcers then would know Silco as a mob boss. Yes, I, okay. that is fair. So Marcus, so Marcus is mm-hmm. is in fact like showing his whole ass by saying like no it wasn't the mob boss the mob boss couldn't possibly have been tied up and okay got it yeah great yeah yeah, more or less and of course like the other enforcers like well who do we know who could it be and mark's like i don't know but it probably wasn't him and so anyway um this is while this is happening silco uh who he wants jinx to use that hextech orb she managed to steal to make weapons, because Hextech is going to be used to make weapons. Of course it is. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, Jinx won't, because she has this big fear of her childhood trauma. Because if you remember, she stole the unstable Hextech gems that blew up her brothers. Yeah. And like kind of killed her dad and separated her from her sister. Um, then there's this whole, like, Silco does this, like, weird, like, baptism thing with her. Where nope. he's like, no, you will be reborn as Jinx. Like, nothing will hold you back. Um, you will help build what we have down here. Nothing that Silco does is sexual towards Jinx. I want to make that clear. <laughs> this really is. I mean, she's just Harley Quinn, right? But like, yeah, yeah. This but sounds it, like this is very Harley Quinn. Nothing Silco does in this entire story. I mean, I think I think eventually, like he says, he loves her, but like it does feel fatherly. And I'm pretty sure he kisses her on like the side of the head at one point. Not like even cheek, but like temple. It's like a stepdad sort of situation. It's nothing sexual. But it doesn't not feel sexual. It's, the fact that you have to keep yeah, clarifying it's, I want to make that clear. It, I think that's not the case. I know yeah. what you mean, though. It, there, there's definitely that like it. It's not sexual, but every mm-hmm. every interaction is also very charged with sexual energy, um, yeah, yeah. and you can't explain it. Um, question: mm-hmm. Does he baptize her in shimmer? No. Okay. Um, however. That may be something that happens later. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle is fun to watch movies does, with. Does she? Does she drop? Does she uh, fall leap off of into of, a no, giant no, vat of shimmer? Been, that'd have been two on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do find though is that uh, Jace, after all of this has happened, he decides to like partner more closely with the Piltover Council, and he's like, "I want you all to have a say in what we do with with Hextech because I don't want to be tempted." to make weapons because like that would be really bad if we made weapons with this right (laughs) Um, oh and certainly nothing stops the making of weapons like bureaucracy yeah right um and he also then starts a relationship with uh that council member mel um mel who was the first one that was like no like you you guys should keep doing this and like mel's not evil um but mel throughout all of this is like hey it's really dangerous if like these become weapons so we gotta really make sure we don't make these into weapons 
Um, you know how you keep saying, don't make them into weapons? Yeah. Don't make them into weapons. Yeah. It's like it's like when you say, like, don't think about giraffes. You're going to yeah, think about like, giraffes. Mm-hmm. giraffes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this whole time, his partner and friend, Victor, is definitely slowly dying and is kind of like, hey, Hextech could probably, like, save my life, right? Like, maybe we use it for that. And Jace is like, yeah, that sounds like a better use than weapons because we definitely won't use it for weapons, but maybe we can use it to save your life. And then um, we can use it to turn everyone into lizards. Well, the next episode, the next episode features Victor collapsing from his illness because ah, he right. is dying. Um, and Jace definitely needs to stop being a nerd and uses hex tech to save his friend, and you know probably make weapons. So, <laughs> so anyway, to save his friend, dot dot dot, and also make weapons. <laughs> that was uh, really funny. Okay, so so okay, so his his friend is like definitely dying. Like he is. I don't think they ever talk about what Victor's ailment is, but he's definitely dying. And so now knowing that like that is escalated to a different level, um, Jace and Victor make a thing called the Hex Core. So we've got these like. Hex gems, which are things that can power stuff. But then they build this, like, hex core, this pulsating bit of hex tech technology that is able to react with organic matter. And so what we've been doing is we've been powering machines, and now it's like, oh, we can Now use we're going to power people. Power people. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, Heimerdinger is a big wet blanket. And he walks <laughs> in, and he's like, we got to destroy that? That is bad dark mages of the past that have ruined societies have used magic like that we cannot do this and jace says no it's like a suit of armor for the world and so yep and so jace has heimerdinger voted off the council (laughs) jace is like you're out here old man I'm I'm imagining it plays out much differently, but I want I want that scene to be like a smash cut to like (laughs) Heimerdinger gives his warning and then smash cut gavel hit and Heimerdinger's been voted off the council. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't we don't see Heimerdinger again until he's like walking the shady undercity alone in the rain. Like it's like it's a whole thing. Todd, Probably. can you give a can you a give your best man. approximation of Heimerdinger's voice oh, so I can de- <laughs> hear this in my mind's theater? It's it's like a it's it's a high pitched like yes I knew old, it was a it's high, a high pitch. pitch high pitch old man scientist yeah. but not like not like senile old man scientist but like I'm actually like, very smart you should listen to me no like, no yes yep. that's very good okay so it's exactly how I imagined how- it. Great. How do you think? How do you think Heimerdinger smells standing in the rain like that? That poor uh, he's, little dog man. He, he's he's a wet a wet yordle. Um. So yeah, Jace has him voted off because he's a nerd, and so he, he gets kicked out of there. So we also then get a scene at this point. So like Victor obviously wants to use technology to be better, and Jace is like, "Yeah, we can probably do that," but I don't know. My mentor just said no, but I kicked him off the council. So who's to say? <laughs> So Victor goes and meets with his childhood mentor, who happens to be a scientist who's working for Silco. And I don't think we ever get his name in the show, but he is a champion named Singed from League of Legends. Singed, so, okay. Yes, so he is he is image 12. Um, Singed doesn't necessarily look like this when we see him. But he, he has seems like been a pretty like, trustworthy guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be a mentor. When you, when you first, when we first meet Singed, he's just like basic ass, bald, crazy scientist. And then when we see him later after the time jump, he's like scarred from experiment scientist who has like from a whatever eye. whatever yeah. gave him his moniker Singed. I'm singed, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, 
but he is like he is absolutely a mad scientist and so uh when victor is like childhood mentor you taught me how science can change everything can you make me better sin just like hell yeah i'm a mad scientist let's fucking go (laughs) and and so this is important. So, listeners, I have a bullet point in here. Hey, Todd, talk about the fucked up backstory of Singed Victor in uh, what's supposed to be Shimmer in here. And so we find out exactly what Shimmer is right about now. Um, this is like episode, let's call it five or six. So we get a background of Victor who is like, he's walking with a crutch and he's got kind of like a limp foot. And he happens upon the mad scientist currently known as Singed. And Singe is like, well, like, why don't, why don't you not do that? Be like, science can heal you. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, science has this endless possibility. And so Singe does not like this wild, crazy dude yet, but he's, he is sitting next to this like beautiful. Okay. So if you think of the dragon from Dragon's Tale, Toothless. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's not uh, Dragon's Tale, that's How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, that's the one. That's what I said. What'd you say? <laughs> uh, dragon from How to Train Your Dragon, Toothless. Imagine that, but it's more like a big salamander and it's purple. Okay. So, wait, so Randall from Monster University. Kind of Randall from Monster University. I was say Spyro. <laughs> it's, it's like a chubby salamander dragon. That's the best I got for you. And it's wonderful. It is this beautiful thing. It's, and it's our animal, our animal character it's the, the animal to character. sell toys. Yeah. Well, hold on to that thought because Singed Uh-oh. is like, Singed is like, this is a beautiful such and such creature. It's purple mutation makes it special. And young I must murder it. Well, <laughs> young Victor is like, young Victor is like, oh, like that's really great. And Singed without looking at him goes, it's dying. <laughs> and Victor's like shit and and Singed is like the mutation must survive though we need it fast it. forward Do to it. this moment where where adult Victor is hanging out with like mad scientist Singed you find this like purple giant salamander is hooked up to tubes and shit oh. in a vat that they are siphoning that purple juice from him called Shimmer and so oh. we find out that Shimmer is being suctioned out of this like salamander, adorable salamander. Oh, it's creature. a terrible moment. I I haven't forgiven <laughs> Arkham Todd, for what Todd he did wept. to me. <laughs> Feels yeah, bad. so they really drive home like how depraved Singed is. But he's like, yeah, dope. We're gonna do science shit to you, and you're gonna probably be better. I don't know. <laughs> you're so, not gonna like much of it. <laughs> no. And so we have Silco, and he gets his dirty boner cop, Marcus, to take Caitlin and Vi out. Um, and so that's that's like this whole, that's the plot line here. The, it is this whole thing, like, bad cop is going to try and take out, you know, good cop and punch girl. And so uh, there is this big escape moment um, that uh, Vi, she, uh, she spots Jinx. Because Jinx now knows of Vi's existence here in the Undercity. And so they have this, like, they reunite on this rooftop or whatever. And it's a really dramatic, like, cool moment. But then at that point, Caitlyn shows up in the background. And that triggers Jinx because, like, you know, A-cab to the Piltover You're working with the fuzz. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. Like, how can I trust you? You're working with the bad guys because... For so many reasons, Piltover police are bad here. And then um, there's this whole, like, drastic moment where she's like, I'm going to murder her. And Vi's like, please, don't. You don't understand. And then those uh, those 
like hoverboard flying firelight showed up because they're like, now we're here and you forgot we're a thing. And they steal the Hextech gemstone that Jinx had taken. And they also kidnap Caitlyn and Vi. And that leads us to this huge cliffhanger at the end of Act 2. And so we'll get back to that and find out the fate of our main characters right after this break. Hey, are you ready for Mephisto to be in this show? Because he's going to be in this show. <laughs> From the nerds at Debate This comes The Pluses Loose, a podcast where we break down every episode of the latest MCU shows being aired on Disney+. Dottie was going to be the embodiment of Mephisto. I feel very strongly that whether it was Mephisto... I do not think this is Mephisto. This is Mephisto. I'm Mephisto. You Mephisto. I'm going to keep saying Mephisto. I'm Mephisto. Shards of Mephisto. It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. <laughs> How many times can we say Mephisto in this? podcast each week we talk through plot details easter eggs and our own predictions for how the shows will end her husband who she talks about but we've yet to see is Ooh, yeah likely going to be mephisto be she me mephisto the mailman is mephisto everyone is mephisto <laughs> mephistology the study of mephisto okay so let's talk about this mephisto bit schindler's mephisto find us on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you download podcasts what we didn't get were any mephisto sightings I'll be at the bar drinking a beer and waiting for Mephisto to show up. All right, and we're back. So we just wrapped Act 2 of Arcane, and now we're entering the third act, um, Act 3, Episodes 7 through 9. And here is where shit pops off, because we've kind of had, like, three different storylines all going, um, and they're all just going to, like, collide right here. So we find um, we have Vi and Caitlin, and they're, like, tied up, and we find out that the Firelights are actually led by Vi's old friend, Echo, that guy from early on who was- the Yeah, you told first... us that like two episodes ago. Tom. Yep, that yeah. was important. <laughs> yep, and so his character model is dope um, in the game. I Again, he is in the album. He has a hoverboard. It's super cool. Is that um, the guy with the keyblade? Yes. Keyblade. Does he have a keyblade? So yeah, far, keyblade. pretty much a keyblade. So far, yeah. the firelights- Oh, it fire looks like lights. a keyblade, absolutely. So far, the firelights are my favorite. So far, yeah, I want a whole show of hoverboard gang- crimes yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i'm gonna i'm gonna talk more about uh echo here in a second because his like his storyline through the rest of this is dope that he is a like he is the force for good him and the firelights are the force for good in the undercity like they have this little like refuge it's 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 super cool um so he leads the rebellion he hates piltover enforcers and um he warns v that powder is now gone it's not powder it's just jinx and that she's doing soko's dirty work hey remember how i said how he hates piltover enforcers well caitlin's still there and that creates this great distrust and like again another arc where they have to be like no caitlin's better and you're like ah is she and so and like we promise she's she's the only good cop (laughs) yeah yeah she she's good it's 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 fine and so now we get to see we're back with jace and so um, he is finally convinced, finally convinced to think about making weapons with Hextech <laughs> for fear of a war with the Undercity. Perfect. Since the Undercity's actions, he is now thinking like, well, maybe maybe I'm going to have to make weapons. Is that, am I going to have like to make weapons? I think that he said that with like a little bit of a smirk. Like maybe <laughs> a devilish twist. Weapons. Oh, no, I'll have yeah. to make weapons. Um, we also then see Singed, he convinces uh, Victor to do an experiment with Shimmer to try and heal his body so that it can then accept the Hex Core. 
um, that like thing that pulsates and, and can interact with you, organic you did, material. You lost me a little bit on accept the hex core. Yes, same. <laughs> Touch, you you must observe the orb. Uh, uh, so like it, it actually works too. So I mean, when he when he experiments him on with shimmer, we actually get a cut at one point of Victor like hobbling with his crutch and then dropping his crutch and then going into a jog and then going yeah, into a yeah. run. It's the Willy Wonka thing. flip into a, into a <laughs> yeah. stand-up trick. Yeah. And so we have uh, Vi, Caitlin, and Echo now. They have a meetup on, or meetup with the Crooked Cop and big, thin, blue line fan Marcus. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, they, they meet up with him on the bridge between the two major cities. And this is like the first time shit super goes off. And so... Again, we have one side that is the the Firelights, Vi, and the Piltover, you know, Captain Caitlin, and then Piltover Police on the other side of Marcus. Jinx is watching this whole thing, and Jinx, who has been, like, back and forth between, like, I want to trust my sister, I want to help my sister, my sister is working with Piltover Police, they're bad. Jinx watches this whole thing and effectively sees her sister brokering a talk between a bunch of Piltover Police and the Firelights, who have attacked her twice. So Jinx is like, oh, well, never mind. Fuck this. This is bad. And so she releases a swarm of exploding lightning bugs that, like, descend upon all of them, and it, the, the explosion kills Marcus. Oh, and all right. So, so Boner, Boner Chant Marcus is dead. <laughs> um, a big uh, men's right activist Marcus is dead. <laughs> and... And it wounds Caitlyn. And so there's this whole moment where, like, Vi, who, you know, like, Caitlyn's been trying to help Vi, and Vi's been trying to, Vi's been trying to help Caitlyn. So Vi's like, I got to get Caitlyn out of here. And so there's, like, there's a showdown with Jinx and Echo and Vi and Caitlyn. And Echo turns around and looks at Vi and Caitlyn and is like, get her out of here. I'll hold her off. Now, and Todd, you're like, of, of the two of the two four man square offs on a rooftop in a city, yeah. featuring a character named Echo that came out in 2021. <laughs> where does this rank? Uh, this is this is one of two, top one of two. Okay, um, okay. because this one they they like they set it to music and it's really cool. This is probably I think the coolest visual fight they do because Echo and Jinx like square off and Jinx remembers Echo. And is like, oh, like, I thought you were dead. And he's like, you wouldn't be so lucky or something like that. And so their fight as it pops off keeps flashing back and forth between looking at them as adults with, like, guns and weapons to them playing, like, a baseball game as kids. Uh. And so at one point, like, you know, instead of Jinx shooting bullets, she, like, throws, instead of her throwing a bomb, she, like, throws a baseball. And so Echo, like, baseball slides underneath, or, uh, yeah, slides underneath the ball and doesn't get hit. And there's this moment where she's, like, shooting him with a squirt gun or whatever the visual is, and she hits him right in the chest. And so it looks like there's just, like, a paint splatter on his chest. And then you find out what Echo's, like, special power is, that he can reverse time. And so he, like... What? Yeah, that's no. his, like... That's his champion power. I don't really, know how he gets really it in this Really buried world. the lead there, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, it's a whole thing. I thought it's, his power was having a keyblade. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a key, and a hoverboard. Yeah. And hoverboard. Those, are, those, are, those are red herrings. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, he pulls out, like, a pocket watch at the start of the fight. It's it's super, super dope. It If I can find the the link to the fight itself in the, just the YouTube of that, I'll put it in here. Um, anyway, like... Echo definitely beats Jinx, like beats her down. And 
there's this whole moment where like uh, Vi and Caitlin escape, um, and then in the end, Echo or uh, Jinx releases like a bomb from her hand that like blows up on the bridge. Um, and that allows Jinx to steal the Hextech gemstone that she came there to get from Echo. Um, I'm pretty sure there's also a bunch of soldiers that, oh, I guess she already killed a bunch of the soldiers with the lightning bugs. So, so Jinx has successfully killed just a shit ton of Piltover police and someone's going to be mad about that. Uh, we find Silco who ends up finding this wounded Jinx. And he like takes Jinx or takes Jinx to Singed, who again we don't ever know is Singed. I think that's important to say. Like it's not oh mad scientist Doctor Singed, please help us. It's just yeah. they just never say his name. And so uh, Soko shows up with like a badly beaten Jinx and is like you have to save her. And Singed is like well, death is sometimes a release for things that that feel unfortunate. And he's like do whatever you can to save her. And the, the whole way they actually do it is singed like sedates silco because he thinks that silco won't be able to handle the science that he has to do to jinx and so in fact so you had asked if jinx falls into the vat of shimmer no ah. but she gets injected with a bunch of it oh, oh it. it's, so okay. it's more like a trial of the grasses it is situation. a trial of the it is a trial of the Look grasses at you situation. Your Witcher references. that's really good <laughs> um so the thing that sucks like this this super sucks here is that while she's being like experimented on she's hallucinating that it's not this doctor doing the experiments on her, but that it is Vi and Caitlin that are hurting her. Like the whole thing super sucks. So, like, and, oh wow! So they're going for the. She's like the misunderstood villain. She uh, she's, is. She's going to only do villainous things here on out, but we're all going to be sad about it. Is this? Yeah, it, is this League of Legends wicked? Is that what's no. happening right now? It, everything. Everything about Jinx is like. I mean, she's definitely been like mentally beaten down and has this like tragic childhood memory situation and Soko's the first thing that you know she lost her parents she lost her family Soko's the only thing that's shown her passion and her compassion and like here is the last like the nail in the coffin of like like she is losing her good humanity in this and right. it sucks it sucks yeah. a lot yeah and so I also realize, um, as I'm putting together the notes at this point, I forgot to put a picture of Silco in here. So here he is. Um, he is the last, I think, image in the album. He looks um, like a lizard. Yeah, he I mean, yeah. kind of looks like a lizard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, he's Johnny antagonist. Like, there you yeah. are. <laughs> um, so there's a whole point back in Piltover where Mel Medarda, who is that like pseudo love interest for Jace, her mom shows up because she's from a different country. And I didn't know that. I didn't. This came so late that I was like, why would I care about this person? Um, she is this, like, massive boulder of a human who is nothing but muscle. And she basically tells Jace, like, you're weak for not standing up against the Undercity. You should make weapons and go fight them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, uh, like, effectively the council is like, the Undercity has struck, like... Silco mm. had his his armed enforcer Jinx kill a bunch of people from Piltover. What are you gonna do? And Jace is like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And so this like third act entering, you know, character from Athens is like, you should go to war. War will solve this. Um, 
And so, yeah, uh, that sucks. It super sucks that that's what happens and that's how it goes. But, like, it gets to Jace because Jace is like, I guess weapons are the only thing I can do now. Yeah, the suit of armor <laughs> over the world, of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, we cut to Victor. Victor experiments with the hex core um, and is given this, like, brand new power. So he is, he's able to, like, interact with the hex core and he's being transformed. It is heartbreaking what happens in the, like, the cut back and forth of him reaching out for the hex core and, like, absorbing its power. His, like, best friend slash assistant slash love interest woman is, like, walking down the hallway towards him and is, like, reading from her diary, like, holding it in her chest. And she's like, Victor, I don't know how to tell you this. I should have said it a long time ago. No, no, no. Victor, I think about you constantly. Like, I've always wanted to tell you this. And, like, she opens the door and sees she's seeing Victor being, like, drug into this hex core. And so she runs over and she's like pulling him away and she's pulling him away and she's pulling him away. And then the hex core like erupts and it vaporizes her. Ooh. Yeah. So like, so it, I have in my notes, this also sucks. Like it's, <laughs> it's really tough to watch as Victor, like he recovers from the, from the hex core and sees like just ashes on the ground of this person who cares about him. And this is kind of stupid. So like, maybe it just gets rid of organic material. That's the thing. But her diary is still there. So he can see all the things she <laughs> yeah, had written. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, there's a scene where like Jace or uh, Victor like dumps her ashes out into the water. And he's like, it's the only like off this big bridge. And, and he's like, it's the only place I knew where to take you. And he kind of like looks down at the water for a minute. And he's about to step off and like kill himself. And Jace shows up behind him and is like, Hey man, am I interrupting something? And like Victor comes back and he's like, "Oh, I just, I just needed needed a minute." And like they're reminiscing about their childhood and about how neither of them are the same person they were when they were younger. And this moment does not suck. This moment specifically does not suck. It is very good. very good. Cool. Um, this next part doesn't make sense, but it just happens. Vi shows up and meets Jace. Um, there is no like. I remember watching it and being like, how did you end up here? And it had the same energy as like Wonder Woman 84. where like, why is this happening? Who are you? Why are you here? But anyway, it happens. It happens. And I guess it saved us 10 minutes of, of exposition to get there. But Vi ends up in Jace's, um, in Jace's lab where Jace is working on something. He's trying to build something. And Vi is like, I'm going to take down Silco and save my sister. And Jace is like, the most important thing here is taking down Silco. I don't care about anything else. And she's like, oh, so we agree. And she like, the the gauntlets that she has are called Atlas Gloves and or Atlas Gauntlets. And they're introduced in like literally episode four as they're gloves that miners can use to break rocks easier. And so oh. she like, she slips on two of them and she's like, then let's go and do it. <laughs> and they do like the predator handshake. And so... Here is where we find out what, um, let me see here. Oh, yeah. So here is uh, here's where we find out what Jace is working on. Jace is making a hammer gun, a giant <laughs> hammer gun. It okay, is a... wait, stop right now. Uh-huh. I yep. have to ask, yep. is this a gun that shoots hammers or a hammer, <laughs> a hammer that, that is also a gun? It is a hammer that is also a gun. So Jace, when he was introduced <laughs> not, to not League of I Legends. Yeah. Me neither. When, when Jace is introduced into League of Legends as the character, it's this giant like sledgehammer that, that like shoots things. 
Um, not not hammers. It's a sledgehammer that shoots energy. And so this is why in the very beginning when he's like, my family, they made hammers. That's why like oh, everyone, yeah. everyone oh, who knows. Up. Yeah. Everyone who knows is like, you what? Um, yeah. So here it is. Episode eight is when he makes weapons with his uh, forbidden magic powers. And so... Um, anyway, somewhere along this time, Jinx also manages to capture Caitlyn because she's like wounded. Um, Vi, oh, the, oh, I guess uh, this is important. So in this point that um, they do a sick raid using these punch gloves and hammer gun, they show up at a shimmer harvesting facility. Is, is there a hoverboard involved? Not yet. No okay. hoverboards here yet. Okay. Um, they do a sweet raid and it is awesome. Like the the security for the shimmer facility is basically these people wear helmets and when they press the panic button, the helmets inject them with shimmer and they become super soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. It's rad. It's a really rad moment. That's cool. Um anyway, in this like huge fight, um at the end of it, uh Jinx somehow captures Caitlyn and Vi also gets captured. I forget why she gets captured, <laughs> how it happens. I don't know. Something happened. Vi has this like whole side story too, where she's fighting one of um, Silco's enforcers, and Silco also has people that work underneath him that are trying to betray him. It's not really relevant to the overarching story, but uh, they, Vi has. They planned the show as a ten episode series, and Netflix yeah. told them to make it three, three, and three, and and yeah, these are yeah. this is where they cut content. I bet. Yeah, the, and like the fight with Vi and this like. Uh, Silco's right-hand person is really, really cool, but that that's probably where she got captured. Anyway, so that dope raid I was talking about that Jace and Vi did, at the very last thing that happens in it is Jace is just, like, shooting magic, like, explosions out of his hammer, and he kills a kid. Oh. Um, yeah, so we Rick find out that... Yeah, Jace killed a guy. Uh, was that a hammer? And so um, <laughs> we find out that, like working in the shimmer factory was a bunch of kids and so yeah so like silco had like children working in the the factory which sucks the whole thing explicitly not in a sexual way not not this is but in a but in a not in a not sexual way either well and so jace jace accidentally kills a kid at the end and is like i no longer want war my weapons have made war <laughs> oh, God. you're like jace it took you seven episodes to get here and then the yeah, eighth one you figured you, it out you made a gun hammer you don't get to backpedal yeah. from, a, from gun hammer you fucking nerd <laughs> well and so uh jace jace decides at this point that he wants to broker peace and so at the beginning of episode nine, I think it is, Jace is like looking out over the waters of, you know, Piltover and Silco just like slinks up next to him and is like, so like war, you've seen how that goes, huh? And Jace is like, war is bad. My weapons or my technology should have never been used for war. And Silco's like, <laughs> I should have never made these weapons. <laughs> uh, Silco's like, fine, then let's have peace. I'm like, Here's my here's my agreement, and he hands him like an agreement of terms and conditions, and basically he's like, I want the Undercity to be the freed, independent city of Zon, like it mm. it is its own thing. It does what it wants. You we are not listening to you anymore, and there's like some other shit too, and Jace Jace is like, all right, then you you can't produce shimmer anymore. It's poison. It's killing people. And uh, Soko kind of laughs. He's like, ha ha, you already kind of helped me that. By destroying that plant, you've taken down 33% of my production. The rest will be easy. 
And uh, Jace also says, fine, you also have to turn over Jinx because she has to pay for all the blood that's on her hands because she attacked Piltover. And Silco, who, like, loves Jinx, is like, well, no, I, I can't. Like, wouldn't it make more sense if you wanted to take me? And Jace is like, I can't broker peace with you and then also have you in my jails. That doesn't work. Like, I can't capture you and then have you pay the price. Um, it's actually kind of like a smart moment that, like, there's obviously no reason that, you know, Piltover wants to capture Jinx mm-hmm. until he plays that out. And you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. It's a good angle. Yeah. Yeah. And so effectively, he's like, fine, like, that's the terms and conditions and we're doing it. So we get to this cutaway where Silco is sitting outside of a statue of Z- of uh, Vander. Remember Vander? Tough, tough rad dad from the beginning. Bar daddy. Bar daddy. Yeah. He's like, he's like talking to the stature of, statue of Vander. And it also shows them the backstory, like the moment that Vander like tried to kill Silco to stop him from attacking Piltover and broker peace. Mm. And it shows how like Silco was able to like break away and like stabbed, you know, Vander and like got away or whatever. And so Silco is here monologuing to the statue and he actually calls him brother at one point, but I'm not sure if that's literal or metaphorical. Um, It's not really pointed out. I don't know. If it is, if it is, you didn't find it. No, I didn't catch it. And, and in this moment, he's like, Piltover wants peace, but I'll have to turn in Jinx to get it. Like, we could have had that before and we didn't. Is this our opportunity to get it right? Well, it pans around and Jinx is sitting on the front of the statue, listening to all of this. Whoops. And so uh, she kidnaps him. And so everyone wakes up at what is Jinx Twisted Tea Party. Like, the Mad Hatter's (laughs) Tea Party is going on. It's super Harlequin, like, Mm -hmm. energy here. And so we have Vi, who is awake, and we have Silco, who's awake at the end, other end of the table. And then there's, like, stuffed dolls that kind of look like her two brothers that are dead. It's a whole oh, very twisted scene. Sure. And yeah. mm-hmm. she says to Vi, like, oh, wow, your friend isn't here. I guess we're just missing one person. And she, like, brings this, like, silver platter over to the table that you think that Caitlyn's head is going to be in the silver platter. But, like, if you've played League of Legends, you know Caitlyn's a character that is alive and well. And so, anyway, it's not. Caitlyn's just in a different <laughs> chair. And so, in this, like, in this moment, basically, uh, Vi is, like, like, you're not Jinx, you're Powder, like, you have to come home, we need you. And Silco is like, they are just trying to fill your brain with lies, I'm the only one that would help you, I was going to sabotage peace for you, like, just kill them, you don't need them. And the whole time she's like, I actually just want to kill Caitlyn, she's the person I hate. And you're like, damn it, Caitlyn. Um, Caitlyn breaks free at one point and, like, almost gets shot, it's a whole thing. Um, There's this whole dramatic moment where uh jinx uh or i guess well yeah jinx says that she she accepts she's gone too far and she'll never be powder again but she'll always be jinx and she just starts unloading her minigun and like at that point you're like well who's gonna end up shot um it's silco she shoots silco ah and it's her way of being like i'm i'm free from you and it's also very sad for her and so the last thing that we see in this show is that she takes that like Hextech gemstone that she had stolen so long ago. She loads it into her rocket launcher and like fires a rocket towards Piltover oh. where this rocket cinematically is flying towards Piltover 
just right in the room at the same time that Jace is standing in front of the council telling them that he has brokered peace with Zahn and that they are independent and will he'll respect their their independence. And like as he says that, everything slows down and all the council members are like screaming at him and kicking him off the council and throwing papers and yelling. And you see this rocket slowly approach the window that they're all in. And like as it makes impact, credits roll. Cool. Ah, yeah, that's nice. a that's a very good ending. Yeah, it's yeah. a good good cliffhangery ending. Yeah, yeah, so that is that is nine episodes, three acts of of Arcane, and we've got we've got some more things to hit. But like before we get to that, um, just what are your your brief takes on knowing nothing about Arcane except for Jinx had Harley Quinn energy? Um, what are your your quick um, takes coming out of that? Yeah, when when you when everything came together, I was like, okay, this is cool. I think. For a lot of it, my I'll be honest, my reaction was similar to my reaction to the original League of Legends Slayer text we did, which is like, okay, I've heard all of this before. This just feels kind of like a, a kid's bop remix of, of a bunch of other like sci-fi fantasy stories. Um, and I wasn't like, I was kind of like marginally interested, but I'll be honest, I, once we hit third act, I, I was like, ah, this is legitimately cool. Like I, I would consider, I would consider watching this. And I'll, I'll definitely say too that I mean the the first the first three acts being set in this like pre time before it gets to the main time or whatever. Um, I think that like that sets the stage and is gripping enough that you follow it. Um, once you're done with your takes, I'll tell you the stupidest part of everything <laughs> that I didn't mention. Um, I wanted to I wanted yeah. you to say good things before I do that. But what I will say is like the third act, especially like starting with episode eight, it pops off and it is so good. Um, my, my take is I am very excited to watch this whenever the League of Legends lore grips me more than like a little bit more. Like it sounds Mm -hmm. very, it all sounds very good. Um, it, if I ever get into League of Legends, this will be the first thing I, I consume after that. Um, it sounds great. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know. I mean, like. I am a weekend of Maddie being gone for a work trip away from watching our game. <laughs> yeah. Not that that means anything. It's just, it's the next, I, as the great consumer of content that I consider myself to be, must ingest this content. And this conversation today has made me a little more excited to do it. You who but... has also seen every Netflix Marvel episode and every <laughs> less than stellar Marvel property movie. Yep, you, you got great it. consumer uh-huh. of only great content. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like I have never been super into League of Legends because it's just kind of like a, a nothing soup, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that like the character designs are cool, some of the characters are cool, some of the backstory is interesting, but like as a whole it's just it's soup and i don't really like soup but <laughs> arcane sounds a little bit less like soup and a little bit more like sandwich and so i think that i could probably get into arcane but will it ever make me care more about league of legends no i think that's fair um i you know and i'm i'll say it now so i don't have to say it later i think my biggest critique with the first flavor text was that like there's tons of really good lore but I don't really care for the League of Legends game itself. And so I don't think I'll ever play the actual game again. However, I will consume lore like this. Like I would consume like a, 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 
games that build around the lore because I think they've I will say I think they've done a a good job curating stories like this. You would you would play a, an adventure game it's set in the yeah. League of Legends universe. I think so. I think yeah. I would play I just I I'm so I I don't love MOBAs like I used to. Even when Pokemon Unite came out, I like injected it straight into my veins for a month and then I had didn't touch it again. And so that's kind of where I'm at on this. I want to tell you guys about the shittiest part of Arcane because I think this is important now that you've said like some favorable things. So I'm going to say this first thing, and this is not the shittiest part. The intro song is done by Imagine Dragons. That's oh, not the shittiest that's part. Right. That's not the shittiest part. Not the shittiest part. It's not that bad, though. I've no, heard the intro. It's pretty no, good. It's not that bad. I want to drive that point home. However, about halfway through the series, and I forget what episode, there is a part where it is basically a minute and a half of Imagine's Dragons, Imagine Dragons music video where they actually put the characters from Imagine Dragons in the Undercity oh, as boy. part of this like walking montage playing their music. And oh, that sucks. And I'm sure it was part of the agreement to get their like to get yeah. their Todd, song in the intro. Is it better or worse than the Ed Sheeran cameo? I was just gonna bring up the Ed Sheeran Game of Thrones. Everybody's favorite episode of Game of Thrones when Ed Sheeran appears and is singing songs by a bonfire. I know that, that moment <laughs> happened, but I did not watch it, so I have oh, okay. to say this reigns supreme. Um, it was so bad, and I, I would I would challenge anyone who watched that, unless you are like the biggest Imagine Dragons fan on earth, and if you are, fight me. This is such <laughs> such a bad moment that I was just I watched it, and I was on the airplane when I watched it, and I was like, ugh. All right, well that's done. If yeah, that, if that's you rough. if you were ever if you are someone who was genuinely excited to see Imagine Dragons um, appear in this show, contact us. We'll have you fight, Todd. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll film it. We'll, we'll put you we'll in contact with, with Todd for your we'll, fight. We'll stream it on our, on our Patreon Discord. All right, so that wraps up all of Arcane. Now, one of the other things that, that Zachix did want us to make sure that we hit was to hit some of the like fun champion skins and just some of the fun story lore that goes on in League of Legends. So we picked some other ones that we didn't hit last time. Um, and I am pretty pumped for for a couple of these. So uh, technically we have, I think, five different hero stories here, but, but, you know, one and then kind of the other ones combined. So the first one is Fiddlesticks, the Ancient Fear, which is... What? A, a, this thing's <laughs> called Fiddlesticks? Yeah, Hold right. So like, so, so Fiddlesticks, so this champion is dope. Oh! Yeah, doesn't look like it looked like when we played it, Andrew. No, I um, remember him being like a like a like a silly scarecrow, a goofy scarecrow that would t pose yeah. and like he looks frolic like fucking around. Anima from Final Fantasy X. Yeah, so so his backstory is like paragraphs long because I think they just decided they have something incredibly cool here and they went wild on it. Um, but his backstory, its backstory, their backstory is designed <laughs> that it expressive. I don't I don't want to gender the scarecrow. Yeah, that's uh, fair. It, it is designed to expressively, expressively label them as an actual embodiment of fear. Um, they label it as something that has always existed and predates any horror story that it revolves around. Oh. And, and there's there's a really good quote here. I'm going to read it because like it's just so dope. Because everything in there is like, you know, he's whispers on the wind. No one knows where it came from. Every continent has their horror stories of this this scarecrow that shows up and murders people, but no one knows where it came from. But here's this quote. 
Travelers vanish from the old footpaths. Guard patrols fail to report back from edges of the kingdom. And wild-eyed survivors claw at their faces from the safety of roadside taverns. Wailing of crows that aren't crows. Sounds that aren't sounds. And a lopsided horror in the shape of a scarecrow that croaks in the stolen voices of the dead. Okay. Yeah, that's dope. Good. Yeah, that's, that's cool, very right? that's cool. That is that is the best Pokedex entry. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And like I said, when when you know when we played a decade ago or more, Fiddlesticks was like hobbling around as a Scooby yeah, Scarecrow. He he was more like Oogie Boogie from uh, <laughs> yeah. Before Christmas. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at him now. Candle Candle Candlestick Jack Candle Jack whatever. Um, what Candle Jack? Candle Jack the the from, Freakazoid. Yes, the Freakazoid the Freakazoid oh. joke. You yeah. say his name, Ow. he snatches you away that's in the night. That's that's just for me and Todd. Clearly, <laughs> the the other one that I definitely wanted to hit on here is like a good example of how League of Legends, I think, has taken some great. Well, I don't want to say League of Legends. Riot has taken great lengths with League of Legends to intertwine characters, and so there's a backstory involving four different heroes: Graves, Gangplank, Misfortune, and Twisted Fate, whose titles are. The Outlaw, the Saltwater Scourge, the Bounty Hunter, and the Cardmaster, respectively. And so their entire storylines all coincide one another, like their entire backstories, which is super cool because Twisted Fate was like one of the first heroes. Like he's he's Gambit. He's League of Legends Gambit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got it. His, yeah. His whole thing is like, you know, he he's a, a character that at least when we played, like would throw different cards and different things, blah, blah, blah. Um Whereas, you know, Graves didn't show up till later. And, and I think Misfortune's been around for a long time. Um, so all four of these characters, these champions intertwine. And so if you want to pick with one of them to start, I think Graves is a good one to start. So Graves is like the John Marston, um, a la Red Dead Redemption of of the League of Legends lore for all intents and purposes. So he's an outlaw. Um, so what he does, he, he does outlaw shit. He, he outlaws. He, yeah. he outlaws. He, she, we outlaws. Um one evening, uh, and this is kind of campy, but one evening he came across a, quote, trickster in an illegal high-stakes game, um, <laughs> which that trickster happened to be known as a character named Twisted Fate, who, like I said, more or less Gambit for League who of Legends. Who also looks like John Marston. <laughs> also, yeah. everyone is John, John Marston. They're all John Marstons. Yeah. John's Marston. John's Marston. <laughs> and so I think this is kind of fun. They teamed up as, quote, their mutual sense of roguish honor grew into genuine trust. And so they were a thieves guild. Thieves guild. Now, now what do you know when you when you guild up with thieves, Matt? What is bound to happen? Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna stab you in the back. Someone will stab you in the back. And so, like I said, this this agreement was all fine and good until one of their hits got busted. And Twisted Fate left Graves. The job high went and dry. bad. Job went bad. <laughs> Someone's gotta pay for it, and that was Graves. And so Graves ended up locked up for years and years and years, and he escaped. Um, and he escaped with the the warden's gun, which is like his gun now. And he vowed to chase down Twisted Fate. And so, you know, he, he pursued him for years and years. And then at this showdown between the two, um, they ended up having to put their their issues aside and ally up against a pirate king known as Gangplank. Monkey D. Luffy. Monkey D. Luffy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so here is. Here is Gangplank, who is this like pirate king, who I remember being a pretty dope champion. Um, and Gangplank is this fierce pirate king that, you know, he he's just like storming across the continent doing whatever. 
And what's rad about it is that Gangplank actually gets taken down by the coolest of all four of these, a character named Misfortune. And so Misfortune is kind of a dumb name when you just take it at face value. However, you come to find out that um, her story is actually really, really good. So her name is Sarah Fortune. Um, and so, like, Fortune is a last name, you know. I was that's waiting for when we would get a Boobs McGee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she, her, her model on her... Her character photo on the official League of Legends website is not great, um, <laughs> but she. So it's so Sarah Fortune. She is the daughter of this family that their last name is Fortune, and they are famous pistol manufacturers. Like they make pistols, <laughs> and so Sarah has like the tragic. Does she backstory. make a hammer pistol? That, she doesn't that, make that a pistol hammer. that shoots hammers. <laughs> Only Jace makes hammers because his family is from a long line line of hammer makers. Um, Sarah became a, a bounty hunter, a bounty hunter, a bounty hunter after seeing her mother and father were gunned down by Gangplank himself. So this like pirate king, um, she like had to rebuild her life and her pistols, and she waited. Like she waited. She became a bounty hunter. She collected all this all this bounty money, made all these allies, slowly made a force until like one day she like cornered Gangplank and attacked him and left him with nothing but the flaming wreckage of his ship. So, like, it's kind of rad that in these, like, intertwining stories that all come together, that this, like, woman who had everything taken from her, like, puts it together and is like, no, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to... And I don't know if he, like, if he's actually dead. I don't know if any of the champions actually die. That'd be a good one to to, to check. It's like Mortal played. Kombat. They're, they, like, they, yeah. they get... They, they have their back. own stories and, and yeah. can yeah. die, but like they get they get thrown into a volcano and then they get reincarnated. The, yeah, as the, devil. the, the league, That's my thought. That's fine. The League of Legends <laughs> itself exists out of out of continuity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the the last thing I want to hit is that the attention to detail. So this caught me by surprise, and it makes total sense that there are storylines behind the skins on heroes now. Like Beach Day. Like Beach Day. (laughs) Yeah, like Beach Day. Um, Now, if you would have told me about this idea, I don't know, a year and a half ago, I'd have been like, that's not possible. But now, having played Overwatch constantly for a year and a half, I understand there are storylines to skins, and this just makes sense. So, uh, Riot is no exception to wanting to uh, do events and make money. And so, they have a couple really good storylines. So, uh, Zach Hicks had pointed out, a couple of them too that really rose to the surface i thought one that is called project and so riot built this like so i think all of these land in alternate universes or at least most of them riot introduced an alternate universe concept where some of their champions received like major upgrades in this futuristic cyberpunk world so it's the ultimates line it is the <laughs> ultimates line yes um if you want to see a really good one i don't have it linked in here but look up um, League of Legends Project Vi, and that will show you exactly what we're doing. Like, that just, it hits the nail on the head. Oh, um, yeah, I get it. Yep. I super yep. get She's it. She's got a visor and, and space gauntlets. Um, anyway, so really, it's the 2099 line. It is more 2099 than anything. Uh, champions receive these cybernetic enhancements, artificial intelligence, etc. And so... Um, this also included limited game types and a seasonal event that lasted a certain amount of time. Does that sound familiar? Is this a thing? You got, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, for what it's worth, before I talk about some of the beats of the story, 
it is, in my humble opinion, near impossible to find a comprehensive overview of this storyline that isn't just buck wild paragraphs attached to uh, like skin details of heroes um, or just well, yeah, doesn't... it's 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 a, an event that happened in Le- in the game of League of Legends that like they they wrote two paragraphs of story for that no one's seen and this is all just like they they attack the thing because reasons like yeah well, like the ultimate it, line it's just a couple paragraphs yeah it's it's i think <laughs> nobody's the, ever seen the, no one's ever seen it doesn't matter the, the comparison here is probably to piecing together stories from flavor the actual flavor text of magic the gathering i think you had kind of like insinuated that kyle that that's yes. kind of i think the the bigger thing here is that like League of Legends obviously has a very strong fan base, but I don't think anyone's gone to the lengths of like putting the stories for these seasonal events together. Yeah, and I kind of no wish one they, that you found that I found. That's true. I don't know what parts of the internet uh, I'll find those, and I'm not willing to do them on my work computer. Um, but without getting like too lost in the weeds on this, here's the best like layman overview that I can give you of the project skin storyline. And so this is effectively League of Legends cyberpunk playground universe. And like that alone is super cool. Like the idea of taking your favorite heroes, your favorite champions, your favorite stories and slapping them in a brand new universe is not a novel idea, but it is a very cool idea. And there are a number of, I guess, factions, if you will. And so... To name them, um, the first one is Project. So that's all capitals might be an acronym. Um, it is the shady tech company that uses humans as subjects. Uh, there are a couple uh, named, I guess, heroes that are working for them. So Champions Zed and Katarina are working for them. Um, then another one of the factions is <laughs> G slash netic which i can only assume is pronounced genetic oh um, yeah it's yeah, so it's gotta it's, be it's it's i well it could be uh or like gene- that, genetic maybe yeah. like yeah well it, and this is the rebellion so this is led by ash and it includes champions that have escaped from project as experiments so that's a whole big deal um i swear to god this is like the best i could find on this program <laughs> is a faction of ai that are growing and they quote have their own agendas. Oh my god, just tell me about it. I just want to know what their <laughs> agendas are. Um, I I do have to laugh though because like that I don't know if that's the official statement or not. But like, it's it's with, a robot it's a robot uprising. It's a robot uprising. It's a robot uprising. Their agenda is to enslave and or wipe out humanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went back and forth for, on this for one. Reason. Yeah. I went back and forth on this one because I was like, I want to know more. I'm like, but do I? You know what? This is the AI. That's what AI do. Yep. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's the Terminator. Doesn't matter and, why. And as I kind of mentioned, this is all very timely, and I appreciate Zach X like pointing this out as one to look at because uh, Vi ends up being like one of the main characters of the storyline because she is a detective using cybernetically enhanced gauntlets for <laughs> punching information out <laughs> sure. of people. I assume. I don't know. Hey, look, she punches hey, look, punches I the lo- crimes. Hey, look, I played Heavy Rain. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there are there is obviously a ton of wild storyline bits here. Like if you go to any place that's compiling any of this information, it's just link after link after link of the hero skin and what goes in behind it. And if that sound if that kind of like level of deep lore is your jam, I I encourage you 
to get into that. It, there's a lot of it there. Um, also, for what it's worth, if you're looking up any of this stuff, use the official Riot Games League of Legends universe website because, like, wikis are <laughs> wikis are a great place to start. However, if any of the in the League of Legends like lore wikis, if there are comment sections at the bottom, it's just people disagreeing all the way down. See, ah. I, and that's where, like I think we disagree there because I tend to believe that the 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 less trustworthy a particular story's lore is, the more trustworthy its wiki is. Mm. Like, you know, for example, like the Metal Gear Solid wiki is probably the greatest wiki in the history of wikis because that story Fair. is absolutely incomprehensible. And there are Metal Gear Solid scholars that are pouring <laughs> over the tomes, over the texts. See, and I, I like that too. I In the bits that I did for the research on this one, though, I kept finding like, it, it felt like an, an unending list of um actuallys um, without yes. without yeah. like well the... that's what wikis are well no yeah. stop that there's peer, there's peer there's... reviewed peer the peer review process is just a series of um actuallys peer, it's an um actually with um actually if you remember this happened which means this can't happen this was the one that I ended up I forget what page it was for the project research but it was just like um actually I don't think that's right. And like nothing to like counteract it, and then it's just people being. But no, it is right, and you're like, this is not helpful. Anyway, that's I can tell that it's not right because yeah. of the way it is. Yeah. The, the the fact that League of Legends made an alternate universe with cyberpunk costumes, rad. Cool. I'm into it. Very cool. The other one I'm going to talk about is called Battle Academia. All right, Andrew, I'm back. do you know what this is? <laughs> <laughs> that's I saved it for last for this reason. Um I put in my notes, do you want anime battle school because that's what you're going to get. Yeah, and I so do. uh students can fight each other. So it's exactly what you think. Um anyway, so this is a whole side story alternate universe where the heroes that are in, the champions that are involved are all at a school training future champions. That school is called <clears throat> Durandal God Weapon Academy. Stop, stop. You've already sold me. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, someone needs to call Marcus the Boner Police for Andrew here. <laughs> uh, so there, there are some really cool bits on this. I, I read a little bit about it um, to make sure like we were, we were kind of covering some of these bases of some of the heroes and names that you knew. So, okay. Okay, you guys remember Jace. Jace with the perfect jaw, family-made hammers. Um, oh, he's... Go, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I jumped ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, Jace is the class president. Of course, uh, Jace, Jace is, the class, is the class president. Why wouldn't he be? All that privilege. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I will say, part of this research, I was like looking up what different heroes were doing and what people had to say about it. And one person was like, but why does he still have the hammer? <laughs> Fair question. Because his family, his family made hammers, Todd. Look, have you ever been to anime fight school? I've you never gotta... been to Durandal God Weapon Academy. Then stop asking questions. <laughs> Fair. Um, a couple other names. If you played League of Legends, you'll know Lux and Ezreal. Um, they're also just like main characters, freshmen. Um, the, it, it is definitely anime punch school, but I think that also took notes from Harry Potter. Um, which is kind of neat. Sure. Uh, we also get wild things where students join clubs like Battle Club and the Assassin <laughs> Club, which like there's rules that you fight students, but like you don't kill students unless you're in the Assassin Club in which you are allowed to kill other students. Amazing. Well, obviously, Rad. how else are they going to practice assassinating? Uh, this is the most anime thing I think I've heard of in a long time. Um, 
if you remember, I talked about Graves the Outlaw um, earlier when I was talking about skins. Uh, Graves the Outlaw here is a grumpy professor who doesn't want to be a professor, but he's a Perfect. professor. So it's really fun that they like took these heroes and put them in these really cool settings. So I would have never guessed that League of Legends did punch anime school, but here it is, and it's not surprising that it happened. Well, it's um, fun like when you they when you like lean in to it mm-hmm. too, just like yeah, who, what's like. Don't worry about reality. How many yeah. characters can we fit in here and make it as silly as possible? And Well, and yes. I have to venture to think that I'm sure that these stories are even that more rewarding to people who are big fans of the deep lore because I'm sure they keep like yes. fun connections. Yes. But they're like they're like wink and nods. And oh, and yeah. that's the that's art neat. that they did for it is so good too. It is good, right? Like yeah. this is one of those things that again, like package this up into a little a little mini series um and i would watch it you know like i'm i'm into this yeah this is definitely like if i were into league of legends i'd be all into this cuz i mean like i'm super into the overwatch deep lore yeah. nobody yeah. cares about that but i enjoy it because i enjoy overwatch so i absolutely get it and from everything that you've told me i think riot has done a pretty phenomenal job yep. laying these storylines out. I mean, they've had 12 years. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, and it's, it's again, like using Fiddlesticks as an example that they went back to something they made over a decade ago at some point, And they're like, okay, this was great when we started it, but like, what can we do now to keep it good, to make it better? Yeah. And, and you know, the, it's, you know, this battle academia, much like the project um, skin line, like, They've done this really cool thing by taking these just beloved characters and putting them in this alternate universe and having fun with it and and telling fun stories that get to exist outside of time and space. Um, it, and again, it's worth noting that both Project and Battle Academia are just these really, really cool concepts. My only wish is that Riot did a better job compiling these stories into a much more easy-to-digest medium. Um, you know, it, it's it's probably not high on their list because they, I don't know when they did the project seasonal storyline, but like they did it and it was successful and maybe they'll bring it back again, but they don't need to do like a ton of that. Um, they don't need to pump more time into that, but you know, we here at debate this, we can give you like a taste of that. Um, but boy, howdy does league of legends skin and storyline form this wild deep lore spider web. I was just really curious. And I Googled if there are, League of Legends comic books, because I know a mm. lot of the, um, like, Overwatch deep lore lives in the comic mm-hmm. series, and there is a League of Legends comic book series um, for people who are into that sort of thing. Again, okay. not I me. bet I bet, too, there are cinematics that existed when these events happened that, like, if you punch the right words into YouTube, yeah. you could watch, but, like... You're probably right. But that that's not official through riot that's someone yeah ripped from a deck from two years ago or something yeah and their comics are published by marvel so interesting not nothing oh Hmm. um league of legends when in the mcu when no (laughs) (laughs) i can't um so so those things aside so 
Uh, you know, we are not strangers to stories behind uh, characters uh, with their lore. We're not strangers to stories behind lore of costumes. Um, what are your guys' quick takes on those things? I like the 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 anime P- anime school. punch school. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. Like, again, if I if I played this, I'd absolutely be into the like project story, like skins and the cybernetic world. That's awesome. Like, yeah, good on you. Good on them. Go riot in this one particular regard. <laughs> in this one time, because I don't know about your only this case business. <laughs> Let me know when they do their wasteland slash zombies storyline, and I'll come back Ooh, in. You say I'm that sure it may have. exist. It, it's, I'm it, sure it yeah. exists. Well, before we crack open that one, uh, thanks again for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with our arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast, or on our website at debatethiscast.com. And once again, thanks to Zachix, who I found out got his username based on the League of Legends champion Kazix. Which is a fun uh, lore. That's that's fun lore. Um, for giving me a reason to power binge watch a whole season of Arcane in a literal forty eight hour period, and you know, you too can commission a flavor text <laughs> by joining the top tier of our Patreon. And you know, joining our Patreon gives you a lot of benefits, like you'll have access to our Discord community. Um, you have the ability to review our weird show notes. Uh, we can give you potentially a sticker of a caked up Yoshi. You give us enough, I'll I'll say Andrew's cell phone number on live air. You know, maybe we can just do that sometime. Oh, it, it, doxing Andrew is a tear now. <laughs> I mean, look, if the price is right, I don't give a shit. There we go. All that right. attitude with that attitude with us. Until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I am Kyle. The national anthem of the underworld might be Crossroads by Stevie Ray Zahn Harper. I'm Matt, a hard piltover to swallow, Cole. And I'm Andrew. I get my peaches down in the underground city, sewer city of city of Zahn Henderson. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. Beep, beep, beep.